welcome to season two, episode 11 of the weekly nightly podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network or brought to you or as part of, I don't know, one of the two, either one. Uh, either way, uh, so AJ's not with us this week. So uh, I'm Eric. I am Carlo. And I am Dave. All right, guys. Well, we're going to try to fumble through this with uh, without AJ. AJ uh, actually going to gonna work and, you know, have a real job instead of just sitting around like yeah. the three bums here talking about hockey. So we're going to miss him this week, but uh, we'll try to, to, to get it going without him. So uh, busy week. God, so we're recording on Sunday afternoon. So uh, we had four games this week, two against Minnesota, two against um, San Jose. Um, got eight points out of them, right? So can't, can't, no. be a, can't be a better week, right? I mean, sure, you right. gave Minnesota – I don't know that you gave. I mean, you actually you, – we got lucky in that first Minnesota game, and you can call the San Jose one. It doesn't matter. Every point that they get in overtime just hurts their draft choices, so I'm cool with giving them all the loser points <laughs> in the world. So, yeah, um, yeah let's uh, – which, uh, which game do you guys want to talk about first? You want to talk about uh, Minnesota a little, as that's who we're going to play right Tomorrow. off the bat this yeah. week? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about Minnesota first here. So, I mean, if we want to bring talk about the two games together, you know, who cares? Yeah, there was uh, – so that was that, the, the first game. Uh, God, Vegas scored first, looked really, really good, then uh, led in a soft goal, and then all of a sudden we were behind. I mean, just yeah. Minnesota scored, what, four goals in that second Four goals period? in the yeah, second Yeah, four goals in the second. Yeah, that was that was an off night for Flurry. That, that's an off period for Flurry, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because uh, I thought he clamped down a little bit on the third, even though I think Vegas really dominated at third anyways. Well, they dominated uh, the second the half, second half. the first half. The second half, I mean, yeah. they it was, were outshot 11 to 3. That's true. Yeah, yeah. First half of the period. No, the first half of the period, like nothing was happening no, at it was all. Zero, it wasn't 11 to 3, Dave. It was zero. Oh, that, no, that's the second the game. That was the second yeah. game. That was yeah, second. No, it, yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And, and it was it was zero shots in like the first eleven minutes. It was so. Mm-hmm. And the first shot was like a lazy backhand by Smith, with like eight minutes left, mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay. And then finally, they got a little bit of momentum. Haig hit that bomb. Like I mean, that was when everybody's talking. And Carlo, I'll let you speak on this a little bit because you've definitely watched from the AHL more. But when people mm-hmm. talk about his shot, his his one timer, it's that shot right there. Like that yeah. shot. I don't care what goalie, it does not matter. That shot is not being saved. It was perfectly placed, top corner, on a absolute rope, and it was in the back of the net before his follow through was through. So that was a beautiful shot, and that really got Vegas going. Yeah, that's what we need from Coggins because Coggins has the same shot. Cake is just more confident to actually uh, shoot that shot, and that's what really got us going. Because I remember I tweeted that too, like the first half of the third period, like Vegas had no fight. I, and I was really, really upset at, at the team at that time because – Down two. It, yeah, it was – It was. they were down two, and they had they weren't doing anything. I feel like they were like threw the towel in. But first like, first I, game – uh, and we didn't even touch on it yet. First yeah. game with fans back in the arena, and yeah. that's yes. the first – that's the effort you give down two mm-hmm. coming out of – coming into the third period. So it was – I agree. It was like – a lot of people turn the game off. I mean, I, I remember yeah. I was listening to the, uh, Post to the game show? insider show um, yeah. the next day. And a lot of people, because uh, Darren asked the phone lines to be open right off the bat. And I want to say like the first four callers said they turned, turned the TV off and didn't even watch. And it was like, okay, well you missed something guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I understand though, because it was embarrassing the, the first half of that period. Cause like I said, there was no fire from the golden Knights. They just, 
I don't they, they weren't trying to shoot. They weren't trying to get the puck. They were – it was so flat, you know. It, it, yeah. Well, and then you got uh, the Hager bomb shot there, and then the fans got back into it inside the arena. And they, they said they fed off the fans then, but, you know, you think they would have been feeding off the fans the entire game, especially with yeah, the it, first game back, 2,600 yeah, fans sure. back. For sure, and, and hey, it, it worked out, right? Like, it, it definitely worked out for them because they uh, absolutely just poured it on after that. I mean, it probably should have been tied earlier than yeah. the empty, the, when they had to pull the goalie. Like, it was – they were just – I think there was a shot the very next shift from uh, from Pacioretty that almost went in, if I remember yeah. correctly. Like, yeah. It was just right down – I mean, won the faceoff, went right down, had a shot within, like, 10 seconds. It was like, oh, that could have tied the game. So, I mean, that was – that was probably the best game of the week, excluding that that um, first ten minutes of third period. You, you just write that off, right? Mm-hmm. First period was good. Second period, even though you got outscored four to two, there there were chances. It was a little bit more open than I think you would have liked. Um, was that the game? I think that was the game that Coglin got benched, right? Because he was yeah. on the ice for yep. multiple of those goals in the second period. And he did not play a shift in the third period. I think he like went out of the ice for a second and they pulled him right back off. Because if you look at the shift report, it was just yeah, it he was by far a, a yeah, terrible it, game. Probably one of his worst since he's been called up. Yeah, it was that was a game that I I also tweeted. I thought that he was going to get benched the next game, even though he did play uh, the next game because that was we pointed out this out before that that was Cogman's uh, problem is his play on his own side. As as good as he is going forward, he does have some. Uh, re- reliability issues uh, defending, which uh, has been covered up a lot because we haven't played uh, as good a team as uh, Minnesota, you know. But he did not look good that game at all. He had su- such a problem trying to clear the puck. Like he was, like mo- the whole team, that second period, the whole team had a problem uh, clearing the puck. But I thought Coglin was like, a lot of it was because of Coglin, to be honest. I remember specifically two of the goals that they scored were directly because they couldn't clear the puck. It was just mm-hmm. a lazy little clear from Haig, just ended up in the back of the net. And I forgot the other one, but there, yeah, it was it was not a good game. Like you said, Coglin by far his worst game, and um, DeBoer absolutely shortened his bench on that in the third period. The fourth line didn't play, and. Um, they reshuffled the line. They went back to the default line, too, in the third period, too. Yep. Well, one thing we haven't brought up about that first game either is Mark Stone got the primary assist on all five goals. All five. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's, crazy. That's when, when you have your other superstar have an off night, the other superstar turns it up. Fleury had an off night, so Mark Stone just put it on his shoulders and, you know. Yeah, uh, that uh, game-time goal may have been Tuck's goal, but that was all Mark Stone. I mean, he, and he literally I, threw it off Al's Tuck stick. I think well, Cody yeah. Glass, the, fir- the first goal of the game, Cody Glass's yeah. power play. Don't yeah. I mean it was all put four. your stick on the ice and, and get a get a goal. I think all four, like I think all but the Hague uh, goal was like mostly Mark Stone. The the Hague goal was Mark Stone gave the puck to uh, to Hague, but I thought the goal was mostly because of the shot. Yeah. yeah. But other the, the the other four goals, I think it was all Mark Stone because the first well, one was the Glass. Pat, Pat, yeah, first Patrick one was yeah, cross sides. Mark Stone finds uh, Pacioretty wide open. Wide open net. net. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, good pass. Then, great, great pass. But still, it pass. takes a little bit of skill. Uh, the last Pacioretty goal too, right? Mm-hmm. Was just a uh, same thing. That, stick that on the patience ice. he had. The, the overtime the pass winner, yeah. at the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like four out of five was all Mark Stone, but like that, like 
the Hague, the Hague is probably 60 40 Mark Stone, or probably 70 30 Mark Stone. The, the rest is Mark Stone's probably like at least yeah. 60% of the reason why those goals were scored. Yeah, Dave, oh. Dave to, to kind of touch on the point you were making on, on the patience, I think he passed that from below the goal line. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was, did. He was past the goal and he still got it back. So it was. Uh, yeah, the uh, defender got. Uh, Slow down and he moved around him and he's right on the line or behind the line and passed the Pacioretty and Pacioretty buried it. Yeah. And Pacioretty loves playing at home this year, but we'll talk about, you know, and here in a little bit, he finally got some on the road. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the most, uh, you said earlier, uh, it was a good game entertainment wise, but I don't uh-huh. think the Golden Knights really played that well uh, no. in, in that case. But yeah, that was one of the most entertaining games uh, this week. Uh, yeah, it, other it than so the start funny. of the third period, I think it was. I mean, even going even down four two, I was I didn't feel like they were out of it by any stretch of the measure. Yeah. Now, obviously, ten minutes into the third period, I felt they were out of it. But yeah. that's a, that's a that's a different thing. So, and we didn't even touch on the most important stat about that game. Yes, okay, Stone had five primary assists. I get that. That's huge. That is not the most important stat. The most important stat is they finally won a game with those. Dottie Terrible gold, gold helmets. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, unfortunately, too, uh, Bill Foley apparently likes those. So yeah, uh, a, a lot of people are saying it's like no, they got to get rid of them because they're jinx. Well, I don't believe in jinxes it's at not, all. They, it's the not, helmets, the hel- the people complaining. We're not saying it's a jinx. We just complain because they suck. It's bad. It's bad. Like a simple solution is really just to change the shade and. Uh, it's it just my biggest issue with it. I said this since the start is it doesn't match the gold that yep. they wear. And that's, a, that's my biggest issue of it. It's yeah. such when a they big... have to Photoshop a picture yeah. on Twitter to make the gold, gold in the Jersey match the gold in the helmet, you know, you have a problem. Yeah. Right? Like I, I would prefer it being matte instead of Chrome as well too. Like it's, it's yeah. My would be, wouldn't be too bad. Like it's just the shade. Like, it's not about the shininess. It's just it's just a wrong shade. As a designer, it's such a pet fee for me, and I'm just like this is this is just wrong, you know. It's so funny. There was a, I forgot what podcast I was listening to this week. I think it might have been uh, uh, Ken and Jason talking about it. But um, Vegas is going to be the first team to try so much stuff because think about it, right? First team to try the white gloves. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, it works. I mean, the white gloves are, are absolutely yes. fantastic, right? These these gold helmets, they're going to try that, right? Like, they're going to they're gonna be the first to do a lot of different They were the things. first to wear white gloves full-time because okay. it's been yeah. used before. Yeah, yeah, full-time. Sorry. Yeah. First metallic jersey, you know. That's right. Yeah, yep. first, yep. first, uh, first all-metallic jersey. I'm I'm not saying that the idea of or, or trying the gold helmets is bad. I'm yeah. just saying the it's execution. It's the execution to me that's just bad like if they come out one day and they fix fixed it I, I i will i will give them praise for that but right now it's just it's obnoxious and it's just really giving me i cringe every time i see it <laughs> yeah every time they're there you're like oh please no yeah the first yeah. team to have like an elaborate pregame show every single game oh yeah because normally that's just reserved for the playoffs like like a uh for the, those kind of big intros yep. and stuff but vegas did it nor like Every now, every team apparently does it now too. So, uh, I bet you Seattle's going to follow that. That too. I bet you sure. Seattle's is going to be absolutely like wild because think about it. I mean, who's part of the who, who's part of that ownership group? One of the largest members in it. Do you guys know? 
Bezos? Nope. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes, oh. Bruckheimer. That's right. That's right. The the dude that has all. I mean, he's the what? Uh, what are his biggest movies? Um, Transformers. What else? He did a bunch of huge movies like that. So I mean, that's and he's not like a small owner. He's a big owner in that in that mm-hmm. ownership group. So he will absolutely have some director's <laughs> eye for stuff that they do. Tentacles, bunch of tentacles. Everywhere. Whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. It's. I <laughs> it's think it'll be a lot. I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm happy. I'm really, really happy. I mean, not to get completely off off topic, but to trade Arizona for Seattle, I could not be happier with that trade. Like Arizona, talk about boring team, boring fan base, obsolete team. Sorry, Corey and Richie. Sorry, guys, to 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 shit on on Arizona even more than there to get shit on themselves. To trade them for Seattle, that's gonna be fantastic. It's bland. Oh, yeah, beige, Arizona. like Arizona is the beige of the uh, NHL. <laughs> they're they're beige, and they're about to be bad again for a number of years with with no draft picks. It's true. Well, shitty ownership, shitty GM, and that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. bad trades, all this stuff. So we, we don't need to take it on that tangent. I'm just excited about Seattle coming in. So uh, moving to the the second game of the week, uh, the other um, Minnesota game, it was. Uh, I don't think it was as bad as the score would dictate, right? Vegas yeah, I was just saying. Five to one. I thought it was a lot was. closer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it didn't break away until late. In, uh, it was 2-1 at the start of the third, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they really – because there was – they pulled a goalie with uh, – when they when they were down three, uh, I was really hoping <laughs> Flurry would go for it, but Carlson doesn't <laughs> like charity apparently. Well, what's crazy is even before that, um, Pestro had an absolute clear shot, wide open net, like he's past the red line, mm-hmm. just shoot the puck and, and ice the game. I mean, they're up three. I, nobody's worried about that. Yeah. But for some reason, Reeves was on the ice, streaking down the middle. So he tries to get Reeves one because Reeves has zero for the year. Like he's trying to get him going. Yeah, and he, that's a that's a leadership move, right? Yeah. It didn't work. Obviously, the pass <laughs> didn't connect. They came back down, got a chance, and then they had done it. Uh, shift change at that point so that's when Carlson got on the ice and buried it and then it was over at that point but yeah it was uh I'm trying to remember those goals it was uh this game was really forgettable to be honest after the after the first Minnesota game this game was yeah yeah you know I mean like you said it, it seems closer than the score but still don't have anything that truly stands out I mean couple Smith, the smith goal was really great yeah the, uh, yeah it was a good ticket t- it was a it was a misfit line smith goal. scored against san jose not minnesota he scored he scored no, against he uh, minnesota too no he didn't oh he, he did it he just scored no it, the, it was talk marshy stone stevenson and Carlson. oh i'm i'm looking at the wrong bullet point sorry yeah never mind i was thinking that okay you're right you're right right uh, yeah, stevenson's so, kind of sort of scrolled a up on your on our list okay i thought it was <laughs> Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, it was two. You're right. It was two one. It was Tuck scored the first goal. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first goal against Minnesota. I believe yeah. so. Yes. Then Marshy, they were up two on. Then Felino scored to make it. Uh, or sorry, two zero. Then Felino scored to make it two one. No, and his first goal the... against Minnesota was the last game when he tied it. Oh, you're right. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. Yep, he tied it late. Yeah, and then uh, you had Stone uh, about midway through the third period, eleven eleven oh eight. And then uh, Stevenson and Carlson both scored late. Uh, Stevenson mm-hmm. scored. That's when they pulled the goalie after that. And then uh, Carlson. I don't even remember Stevenson's goal. What was 
Anybody remember? Oh, no, that's off the no, head. I, I didn't even look. Was it the back? Was it the backhand? Was it the backhand? I think it was oh, a two on one awesome. with Stone. Yeah, it was a two on one. That much I do remember. Yeah, I think it was a two on one. Um, Stone set him up again. Obviously, Stone has had yeah. just a fantastic year, fantastic little stretch. I mean, he talk about uh, what game was it? The overtime winner. It must have been the uh, San Jose overtime winner where the players on the ice were, and I think, Dave, you brought this up, captain from yeah, the captain uh, Montreal, captain from uh, St. Louis, and the Golden Knights captain were all on the ice in that three-on-three. So yeah. um, big news to talk about going into that Wednesday game against Minnesota was Zach Parisi. First time in his uh, Minnesota wild career, he was healthy scratched. Um, that kind of made a little bit of waves. Um, you could tell the team obviously didn't respond to him getting scratched because he's an assistant captain. He's been there for nine years, right? He's been through them thick and thin. So he's a, he's a well-liked player. And he was trying to do something to get Marcus Foligno his hat trick. Hat, first career hat track the game before. Got stuck on the ice, so the coach didn't like that. So Well, actually, it was quoted when I, I read, too, not just that, but he also didn't go off for a line change when talk, mm-hmm. he scored the tying goal. Yeah, because he game. got stuck. He he couldn't change because when yeah. he tried to give Felino the uh, the hat trick, uh, Vegas got the uh, the puck back, so he couldn't change because he got stuck because he was the far uh, the far player the, the yeah. farther. And from then the it play. went off his stick. The Pacioretty mm-hmm. pass to Stone just mm-hmm. fired across the the ice. Um, went off his stick. So I'm sure the coach is sitting there going, "Well, if he wasn't tired, he would have been able to yeah. control it and get clear it. Who knows? I mean, yeah." Because he was in the ice for like almost two minutes. Yeah, uh, like a minute thirty or something. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, and then we sweep we... Minnesota there, and then you know they had a six-game win streak before that, and now we have a six-game win streak ourselves. It's and then we play Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, tied Minnesota. for the longest longest win streak. I think it was a six-game point streak. I don't think it was a six-game. Win streak. Tr- no, it was a six-game win streak. I looked it yeah. up. Was it okay? It was a win streak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they right, were really proud. It was a seven-game point. It was a seven-game point streak too. Yeah, they're really. They, they were, were really proud of it. And they were very confident going like, going into the uh, the Vegas game. There and then uh, they got really mad that we broke their streak. <laughs> it's not our fault. I mean, is uh is Minnesota the that the next team that's going to make the playoffs there is are they the force like it looks like it i mean they're not they're a very good i think they're a good team i mean they've been playing pretty well i mean yeah they they beat up on some pretty bad teams as well too but you know they played with colorado they played with st louis they can play with us they've shown that before you know who they remind me of? The first year Golden Knights, the way they play. Yes. They, they forecheck really hard. They're fast. They're young. Uh, they're quick in transition. Four even um, lines. Yeah, four even lines. Uh, yeah, they remind me a lot of them. No, I uh, mean, Kirill's probably their superstar. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they have no real superstar, right? Like Joel yeah. Erickson, is he playing out of his mind? Absolutely. But is he a superstar? No. William Carson, yeah. year one, wasn't they're, a superstar. They're getting like... halfway decent goaltending. Not great, yeah. but halfway decent yeah, uh, Talbot has really surprised me this season. I, like, I remember when they picked him up, I kind of laughed at it, but he's actually playing really – he's not playing great, but he's playing good enough, I think. He's, yeah, he's uh, keeping he's, him in games. He's keeping yeah, him in games. For he's sure. better than I expected. No. Uh, so their rookie backup, I think it is. Uh, Kako something. Yeah, Kako Kapanen or something like that. Kapanen, yeah. something like yeah. that. Wasn't he like the best uh, – Goaltender last year in the HL. In the yeah. HL, yeah. Yep. He won. He, I think he has been for the last two years with the uh, Iowa Wild. Yeah. 
So, uh, I, yeah, he deserves his chance to be in the NHL this season. Uh, well, and, and they he, just lost Staylock too. They had mm-hmm. to wave him, and he got picked up by he's Edmonton still, of all teams. Yeah, because he's still hurt. That's why uh, they waved him because he's still <laughs> he's all, he's almost healthy, but they had to wave. He him. had like a heart condition this yeah. offseason, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Like he had a mini stroke. Like that was just talk about scary. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah, so I mean to to wrap the Minnesota series, we play them uh, Monday and Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is going to be your national uh, NBCSN game, so that'll be cool. Um, Monday's I think a five o'clock game, so Wednesday's a four four p.m. Vegas start game. So a little early, but that should be still fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll see how you know. They want to come after us after we played in there, see if there's any, you know, schemes, changes with them. And, and yeah, you, you were, I remember before coming into this week, we talked about how Minnesota had our problems. And I think, Eric, uh, you were the one who brought up this is a very different Minnesota team. And as we, as we see, yeah. And then we, we actually beat them twice. <laughs> we kind of killed the Minnesota curse there, I think. Uh, let's see what happens. I don't think we've won in St. Paul yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, we did uh, year two. Um, it was a it was an overtime. Yep. Paula, oh, Paula got the the. I, I think, thought that was. Uh, I thought that was here in Vegas. No, it was in Minnesota. Oh, we, okay, right, never we, we got we got our absolute doors beat off opening night against Philly. Then traveled to Minnesota okay. and looked like we were going to start out zero two, but won in overtime. Marshy tackled Hala. And then, obviously, a couple of games later, Holly gets injured, and you're like, <laughs> like yeah. Okay. I remember yeah, that mm-hmm. second year there, yep. Oh, that, yeah, was, okay. that was how that second year started, yeah. And then I think, I, I want to say, we lost the third game of the year. But it, anyway, that's we we have one in Minnesota, but we have not had a lot of success. I think um, Wednesday's 5-1 regulation game was maybe the first regulation win Vegas yeah. has ever had. I guess Minnesota. Minnesota? In, I in the regular so, yeah. season. I, I, think that's, I think that's actually the case. Yeah, it has to be the regular season. We haven't played them in the playoffs yet. No, no, but I'm saying re- yeah. as far as regulation, so because we beat them in overtime before. So, yeah. but once it's completely different team, right? Like they are, yeah, much quicker uh, and faster. I think. Yeah, they're 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 much. They're they're not as bulky. They're not big and bulky and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, let's see here. All right, let's, let's see away. Yeah, that was that that. First twenty, no, that was the last game. Never mind. I'm looking at it backwards here. The way they have it, so uh, Vegas won the first three games, and then the, and then again, I'm looking at it backwards here. I just, I'm convoluted here. Yeah, we'll move it. on to uh, move on to the rivalry that is not going to be much longer, guys. It's yeah. uh, I've been. I mean. Look, AJ's not in here to, to talk about it. He created a big thread with a bunch of Sharks friends. And, I mean, look, people can, can say whatever they want. Like, at the end of the day, most hockey fans are just going to talk a little bit of shit and be cool with it for the most part, yeah. even Sharks fans. Like, look, guys, just because they, they root for the, the team that you're supposedly is your largest rival doesn't mean you need to treat them like shit all the time. There was a lot of, lot of cool Sharks fans in that thread, a lot, lot of fun banter back and forth. But, as I said multiple times, I think that, that – rivalry is about to be dead like you it's need both teams to be semi-good yeah competitive or, at least or at least the same le- le- like e- yeah yeah you could both miss the playoffs but be com- both 
miss yeah, playoffs together. Yeah. Not have one team that's running away with the division and one team that's running away with the bottom part of the division. That's just yeah. not going to make it fun anymore. Yeah. And, and, well, and it's funny because this first game, we thought that, hey, the rivalry is alive and well. There was a lot of physical, a lot of shit talking, a lot of physical stuff, a lot of emotion in this first game. But as we see in the second game, after the, when you realize Vegas is just, just a better team, the Sharks were just out of it. Like they, they, they couldn't, they had no bite, you know, pun intended because they're sharks. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the teams, yeah, the rivalry is going to die down, yeah. but with the fans, a lot of the fans, they're going to keep it up no matter what, because yeah. they, they, they think it's automatic. You know, you got to hate somebody just because, you know, they're on that I team. Mean, and that's just how people, human work for some reason, they really need to hate like a, yeah they, they just want to talk shit about something and, and dislike somebody for something else and yeah. somebody made a great point like you don't have to treat fandom like a gang right like just yeah. because they're the other like you don't have to hate them just because of that like if they're a dipshit fan then they can be a dipshit fan for any yeah. i mean vegas has dipshit fans, and, and right? those dipshits they're gonna like they'll cheer for the injuries and people that actually get hurt yeah. and that's not that's not how you should be don't cheer for somebody's injury. and i Every fan base has those assholes, so and but do not clump in the entire fan base into, into that just because of your one interaction with, with, with a small subsect of a fan base, mm-hmm. absolutely. And but I remember when I was younger, though, too, there was only one time I really, really wanted to see somebody get hurt, and that was Claude Lemieux when he was with well, was it? No, you said when you were younger, was this original six days, or are we talking? No, this was like pre original six, this was like 1930s when they first came in. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Pre-original <laughs> sense. No, um, it was like my senior year of high school after the rivalry started and Claude yeah. Lemieux hit right from behind and basically yeah. he, he broke his entire face. I mean, he had his wa- jaw wired shut, had to eat through a straw for like two months and yeah. never apologized. He said, I'd do it again or something along those lines, but... Crazy. So one thing that I was really surprised by, and we talked about it in the pregame, I mean, it was all hyped up. The first, I mean, there wasn't anything until the third period. There was zero physical. I mean, it it just seemed like um, Vegas didn't want to even entertain the fact of, of trying to do anything stupid. And I think the more we, we start to learn about Pete DeBoer, the better you're going to start realizing how good of a coach he is, right? Like yeah. the fact that he, that's the game he decided to sit Flurry because look, Flurry, they would have a million percent taken a run at him to start that game because that was the first game that you've played him since the marshy double hit on uh, Simic, I think was his name. It was Simic, defender. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was really smart for him to, to sit Flurry down that game. Well, not just that he had played like 10 games, in 10 a row. games in a row. So, and was playing out of his mind. And I think he had, it was what that Minnesota game. Yeah. That he was definitely, you could tell his, his head wasn't, mentally like look he was physically tired. i'm sure he was fine but yeah you could be tired like having to be up for every single game when every game means so much obviously and he is still played out of his mind um well, and i think that thing too our, our our buddy nick with the san jose pod he said too that kane was really talked to after the last vegas game and said he's, he's got to knock his shit off yeah and i remember i remember the last sharks game i don't know if you guys remember this actually alex stuck was asked this question afterwards i do too, remember where, this Alex Stuck uh, mentioned something about Kane right after the game that you better watch his back or something like that. And then I forgot who asked him the question during his presser. Where, yeah. Yep. And he was, uh, Tuck was like, oh, I totally forgot about that. It was so long ago. Uh, that was just like the emotion coming out of that game saying that, but that, you know, they don't really, a lot, 
about it because you know they moved on. You know, like you know, it was just the emotion at that time. That well, keep in mind, at, at the these time, two teams are going in two different directions anyway. Yeah, yep. that's the exact point I was going to make. Keep in mind, at the time, they could have been within five five points or whatever. Now they're not even. I mean, it's there's it's no reason to, to to try to get into any extracurricular activities with with a basement dweller. Yeah, and it's not even just Vegas is just running away with this division right now because St. Louis and Colorado are losing to teams that they're not supposed to. Yeah, uh, you, you know what I mean. It's and but Vegas it just keeps with, like beating the team supposed to. I, I think I talked about that after the Colorado series when we played mm-hmm. them four in a row. Was if you can split with Colorado and then just take care of the rest of the division, you're going to run away with the division because Colorado is losing games they absolutely have no business losing. I mean, they're losing to. I think they've lost to everybody. They lost, they lost to L- yeah. They lost to LA uh, just just recently. They lost to Anaheim. Uh, yeah, they, they've, they've although like I don't know. They, they lost to San lost, Jose. They, they, lost they San split Jose, with San yeah. Jose. I mean, if they split with all these teams and we go two and zero, I mean, look, yeah. it, math is math, right? Like it's you're going to run away with that division. So I, I still want to want to face them in the first round, though. No, Colorado is still my biggest. Uh, they scare me the most out of all the teams. You're going to have to face them in the second round. I, I think I think anybody that you face in that first round, whether it be St. Louis or Minnesota, is going to be a more difficult matchup than you would normally have in mm-hmm. a traditional Pacific matchup year. Agree. But and, I I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I think I think you're on paper a favorite over either of those teams clearly, and I agree. You you don't want to face Colorado that early. Yeah, yeah and it's crazy how you mentioned that because I was looking at the records. Uh, of the uh the whole league and i i looked at, i looked around and if you look at the the our division the honda division um, the hans the hans if you look at the hans it's vegas and then three central teams and then the next the pacific division team next, yep they're not they're not very good and if you look at the other the, the if you look at the uh the scotia division where the rest of the pacific went Edmonton's not doing very well. Uh, Vancouver's not doing very well. Calgary's not doing very well. If this know, was Vancouver a normal one back to back against Toronto, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's, it's rock, paper, scissors over there. It's seriously, it's so weird. But if you, if but you, we if thought you look Toronto at, was the best team in the league, they got the most points and all this other crap. Yeah, that's 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 Scotia so, talk. So to, 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 to make your point for you, Carlo. If you just go by point percentage, because this year's yep, goofy, yeah. people have been been out with COVID. Yeah, yeah. If you up. just go look at the normal Pacific Division, yeah. and you go by point percentage this year, Edmonton's second, and they are in seventeenth in the league. Yeah. So Vegas is leading with point percentage, and then the next closest Pacific traditional Pacific team would have been Edmonton, followed by. Um, a bit, I'm missing Colorado. Arizona, no, I'm missing Colorado. Arizona, right? Oh no, Colorado's not in the Pacific. That's why. Yeah. No, it's next one would be uh, the Kings at five forty-three. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was just going to bring up yeah, was if, the point percentage. Yeah, if this was a traditional year, Vegas probably would have clinched a playoff spot already. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's that it's it, like it's, it's I don't know. There, there, obviously, there. next year is going to be different when we go back to the uh, uh, the the normal the divisions a lot the divisions realigned probably like, of obviously the the, the teams. Uh, are going to make moves and they're going to look different. But it's just, it shows how dominant, the, Vegas is probably going to own this division for a bit, unless uh, Anaheim and LA's young kids develop pretty quickly. I don't know. It's... I think the Kings, I, I think, I, I mean, I, Carl, I'll give you credit for this because when we did our preseason picks, I think you're the only one that had the Kings anywhere close to being high. Um, 
Anaheim still has too many kind mm-hmm. of lumbering bad contracts. They yep. just gave Kevin Shattenkirk way too much money for too many years. Like that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think the Kings can probably challenge for a playoff spot next year. Yeah. But they're still a couple years away from really I, I actually give be a contender. Years. Yeah, if if, if if three years from now, right? So Next year, they challenge for a playoff spot. The year after that, okay, hey, they're starting to figure out, yeah, maybe they can make the playoffs. Then that third year. And Vegas is probably going to be on the crown side of possibly coming back down because everybody's three years older. I mean, Pacioretty, Smith, I mean, everybody's three years older. And we don't look as much as we want to think we have a a great farm system. Sure, we got Glass, who's getting better every day. Haig's getting better every day. Krebs is going to be good. Dorfeyev may be good. Dugan may be good. None of those players, not a single one, probably sniffs top five prospects in the Kings. I yeah. mean, they are loaded. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Krebs. Maybe Krebs. Maybe Krebs for Turka, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. but he's not better than Byfield. No. I, I mean, he's probably not better than Kylev. He's, I mean, he might be better than Kylev. So I guess Krebs is the only one that touches yeah. it. But still, um, uh, Byfield is just. But Byfield's a generational type center, right? He's like big, athletic, fast, fast reason great why he's shot. The two pick. He probably should have been the number one pick. I mean, I I know that that everybody thought Lafreniere was going to be the whatever, but he's starting to trade on though. Lafreniere, he's doing okay, but for what the the Rangers needed, I mean, they already had too many left wings. They should have taken by. I mean, look, mm-hmm. we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, yeah, but yeah. I'm just it's just but. Yeah, even, I, I, even in even in the West here, that the points percentage wise, I mean Vegas seven eighty six, Colorado second for points percentage at yeah. three sixty three. I mean that's good, but it's still not. Yeah. Uh, three thirty six. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, six thirty six. Six. That's what I said. Three thirty six. Three thirty six and six thirty six are not God the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here going. Hey, I would love Colorado to be a 336 and miss the playoffs. I would love that. Yeah. Because then you don't have to face them. What the fuck ever. You knew what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the... the, They're 11th in the the, league. Colorado's 11th in the league. um, uh, For point percentage, yeah. So... The gap... Yeah, the gap of this uh, competition. It's... Because I I forgot who brought it up. They they brought in, like, whoever stopped the league. They brought in, like, Toronto, Tampa, Boston... Uh, Florida, Carolina, Florida, Carolina, they're all in the Atlantic. And yep. uh, that's going to be a really tough uh, division uh, next season. And I, I, I looked at, uh, I, I did the same with the Pacific division and I'm like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> We're, wow. <laughs> it's like, I mean, at some point, these things shift, right? I mean, yeah. you had Anaheim win Stanley Cup, you had Kings win Stanley Cup, like at some point, but right now it's shifted the wrong way. Like the, the Pacific is by far, if you just look at the traditional division, the Pacific is the worst division. It's been the worst division since Vegas entered. It's going to continue to be the worst division for the next couple of years, I think, until some of those, I mean, look, Calgary's in a really goofy position, right? Their core is probably not good enough to win. They don't have good high draft picks and they don't have a good farm system. So they're probably going to, I mean, Edmonton has two of the best players, two of the top five players in the world, and nothing else. Yeah, they need goaltending bad. You mean like so badly? And mean, uh, uh, yeah, Mike Smith isn't isn't gonna win the no, Vezina? no, no, man, no. Maybe if you have a good year. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> and goalies are voodoo. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. Uh, yeah, but we don't know what Seattle's going to become. Uh, that's a big that's a big question mark there. Are they going to be like Vegas? I doubt it. I think Vegas was just uh, uh, it, it, it's 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 not it's not the example. It was it was what's the thing? Uh, it's not the rule. It's the it's, exception. Yeah, it's it's not, the, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not the rule. It's just, or you know what I mean. But yeah, we don't. But we don't know. Like we don't know what Seattle's gonna turn out. San Jose's. Oh my god, dude, that's San Jose's just in a really really shitty position. I think the biggest, the two teams I look at that's gonna be good. Like I said earlier, is the Ducks and the Kings because they have really good prospects. Yeah, and I, I I still think the Ducks are gonna just because of management. I I think yeah, I think Bob true. Murray's a really bad general manager, so I I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be very good. They might and fire it, Dallas Eakins this year, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and to your credit too, Eric, the uh, Vancouver Canucks is in uh, tire fire mode right now, <laughs> and you're the one who really did point that out uh, when we did our prediction. So I'm gonna because a lot of us actually put. Uh, Vancouver, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, all three of us had Vancouver in the playoffs. You know what? So, so what's really funny about that is if you go back and look, right? So they played Minnesota in the play-in round, right? Mm-hmm. So, to, so to get in, they had to play, beat Minnesota, which did anybody think Minnesota was really good last year? I, I mean, I don't think they were. Um, and I think somebody – Dave, am I correct? Did somebody from Minnesota get hurt um, early in that, in that series? I actually I can't recall. I I I thought somebody got hurt, so I I don't remember. But in, so they beat them. Then Carlo, what were you saying all last year when we talked about St. Louis during the oh. during the during the playoffs? Oh, they they uh they weren't trustworthy. I didn't really like them. They 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 didn't they weren't they didn't in it. Be there. They yeah, didn't they want were. to be there. Yeah, they, they didn't have the Gloria the Gloria energy. So yeah. so they. Beat Minnesota, who wasn't very good. And I think they were missing somebody, but I don't, I don't for sure quote me on that. Um, then they beat St. Louis, who clearly didn't want to be there. I mean, they, they just were there heads, just to be I mean, there. Their heads weren't in it. Well, they were that, down. They were, they were really hit hard by COVID, though, too. Yeah. Oh and yeah. They, and they were yeah they had to shut down. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, they were down three games to one against Vegas, and the only reason is because they completely changed their system. Demko caught fire. And they lost. So if you're going off of that sample size to go, hey, all of a sudden they're going to go from the 12th place team in the West to a playoff, like it just made no sense. They also lost their back-to-back player or the team MVP in Jacob Markstrom. They lost Tanab, who was a grit guy. They lost to Foley, who, who Who's played haunting, really well. He's haunting he, them right now, yeah. dude. It's and funny. He played really well and he meshed well with that team. Like, And that team is – has no leader left. There is not a single leader on that team that can snap them back together and say, Hey guys, we need to do this for us. They all, every time that they're going through one of these losing streaks, they're sitting there talking about, well, it's a different group, right? We, we miss this guy or this guy. Like they're literally openly talking about who they miss. So it's just, it made no sense to me why everybody was so high on them. I, I was, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. It just, to me, if you look at it on paper and if you look at it objectively, they weren't going to be good. And I don't think they're going to be good moving forward because they're going to have to pay $20 million to their two best and players. And Hughes. Oh, my God. That's... I get that everybody thinks he was absolutely just electric. Once the league figured him out a little bit, he has been pretty bad in his own end. He's, uh, he's absolutely fantastic worst. scoring of assists. 
but he's bad. He, he can't defend. Like you, what were you saying about the slot shot, Carlo? <laughs> that was one of my proudest. Uh, dude, I was really sassy this week. Uh, I don't know why, but it was when uh, the Vancouver announced that uh, their general manager was going to uh, have a press conference the next day <laughs> or something. And then the Taj a podcast retweeted it. And I'm like, He's gonna he's gonna defend the team better than Hughes defends the the top of the slot. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it was just crazy. So and then uh, back to the San Jose for a second. Like the rebuild that they're gonna go through is gonna be kind of like this Detroit rebuild. Dave, mm-hmm. do you kind of liken it that same way? Like a team that was so good for so long and just now has nothing and it's difficult to start. All right, I was reading something, so I couldn't hear you. I know you're comparing them to Detroit, but who did compared to Detroit? San Jose, just because so so well, no, Detroit, Detroit, right? They, they made the cups. I'm not oh, saying I understand, but I'm saying the, I'm saying the rebuild. <laughs> I'm saying the rebuild that they're about to embark on, right? Like when you think about Dave it, Dave does have a point though. Detroit, yeah, they won. Thankfully, it, it's going to be a long-term one for them. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier this more uh last night this morning where with one Eric Carlson you can afford an Alex <laughs> Stuck, a, a Shea Theodore, and a Zach White Cloud plus and change. change. Yeah, yeah. And have change. They, I they actually just had some immovable contracts in, mm-hmm. um, like we were in that thread that we were talking about with uh, the big thread between the Sharks and the Nice fans mm-hmm. that Dick was saying is like they don't want to give up any first. Yeah, that's, that's, and I can't blame them either. That's their biggest issue because, like we talked about this previous podcast before, that we they can unload some contracts to Seattle, but Seattle's not going to take them unless they gave them a first. But San Jose can't afford that. Because they, they have, need to. They have six bad, or they have three terrible contracts and three other bad contracts. Jones is immovable. I mean, at some point, you got to buy him out. You got to just buy Martin Jones out. He's got three years left at like 5.75. Eric Carlson, look, anybody in the world can sit there and say he's playing better. He's still not playing at 11.5 yeah. for another six years, right? I mean, that's. He's playing that like a five. Get worse. He's playing like a five million um, level right now. Uh, Brent Burns ones. Oh no, sorry. Vlasic is the worst. Vlasic is the worst of the bunch. He's got like five years left beyond this year at mm-hmm. seven million. Burns is bad, not as terrible because he can at least do something. Yeah. Um, he's Kane, had some nice goals this year. Kane, Kane's, I think, has four years at seven million. I think Kane's worth his contract. I think I think he's playing well this season. To be honest with you, I think Kane. I think Kane's like the only one that's really pretty. Him and Couture, yeah. are like and and Hurdle. And Meyer are the only four like that's like actually producing. as much as we like to rip on Kane for yeah. his off ice shenanigans yeah, and yeah. his attitude yeah. even on the ice, he that, still can be productive. The the only the only thing on ice that is a problem with Kane is his emotion that he 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 really it's hard. Sometimes there are moments where he cannot control his emotion, but when he does, when he's in control, when he's in the game, he actually produces and is actually a pretty good player. He's a good goal scorer. He's a good point producer, but uh, all the other stuff that comes with it, I don't know. But he he is like out of all the Sharks players that's uh, making money. Well, I don't know if he's making money or you know what I mean, Uh, but uh, he's actually producing, so I I can't really fault that contract for Kane because I think he's actually earning some of that money yeah yeah i mean the talent is there i mean he was a fourth yeah. overall pick in 2009 so yeah so obviously there's talent there he just like you said needs to rein in the emotion and you know he did a pretty good job at that you know in the last vegas game yeah he had actually pretty some really good chances but um 
Flurry, but Flurry, <laughs> you know. Oh, Clark, yeah. yeah. Kane has uh, 19 points in 22 games right now, which is you know just a, l- a little under a point per game, which is pretty decent. So yeah, I, I can't really I can't really bash Evander Kane for his contract because he's actually he's actually earning it. Yeah. I just well, I mean I'm... it's it's going to be an ugly contract during a rebuild. Yeah. No, how about back to Vegas here instead of talking about our rivals? That's true. Yeah. How about uh, Alex Tuck? Uh, <laughs> oh my! He's he's tied with the goal lead now. He's tied for with the, for the team. For the team. Yeah, yeah, for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's double digits. I think Vegas is the only team with two double digits, right? If I'm if I'm correct. Uh, let me see. They both have twelve. Tuck yeah. and Patriotti both have twelve. The only other team that I would think would be close would be uh, Edmonton with Drysdale and uh, McDavid, just because they put so many. Uh, I'm looking it up. No, right now. no, never mind. Vegas. Uh, oh no, Winnipeg has like three. Never mind. And yeah, and, uh, and Connor McDavid and, and, and Ryan <laughs> Hawks and both have all have. Okay, so Matthew Matt, Marner. Okay, this is this is what I was. This is what I, uh, I it was in my head because uh, I heard it somewhere. Vegas is the only one in the top uh, top ten, I think, right? Yeah, talking uh, Pacioretty, seven and eight at twelve, but there's so many at twelve. Yeah. Let's see. You got for goals. You got top ten. Top ten in goals. See. Yeah, talking yeah. Pacioretty are the only two that are in the top ten from one team in the top ten. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mark Stone has 10 more assists than anybody else on the team. Yeah. The next uh, he, closest is 10. So he's got 21. Shea Theodore and William Carlson both have 11. If he gets one more assist, he's doubling up the rest, the next closest person. He's, he's so good. Mark Stone is so good, man. That, that, that five primary assist game just really shot him up. And... He has 10 points in four games. 10 points in four games. This is crazy. He's got, he's got so he's six. Crazy. Six McDavid goals has 43 points. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, no one's going to. It's McDavid, dude. It's. Uh, we all rave at him, but just. My fucking God. He's so good. I forgot which. Uh, when they when they got uh, shut out by um, Toronto three times, two times in a row. Back to back, two, yeah. Back to back, I was like, "Hey, uh, looks like Connor McDavid's not scoring anymore. They should trade him to Vegas." <laughs> and then he gets five points in the next game. Yeah, it's, it's man, he's, he's so good. Uh, anyway, going back to Vegas uh, scoring though, um, Petriangelo is starting to get some points. A lot of people are were bagging up. Like we talked about this last uh, podcast, but Petro has just been showing up, man. I think he's been one of our best players. Uh, lately, in like the past five, uh, four, uh, four or five games, uh, he's probably been the best defenseman um, yeah. the past couple of games. Uh, best player, no, it's been Mark Stone. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to talk. I mean, and Flurry, and Flurry's even better. Yeah, also, and, <laughs> you know, I had tweeted out, you know, during one of the games, I can't remember which game it was. Like, can people start appreciating how well he Petro's playing now? But yeah, no, I you still even no, yesterday, I was still seeing people say things like, "It's like Petro's really got to step up his game." I'm like. Yeah, that so so it's crazy how the how this fan base is so uh, against him. It's kind of like the DeBoer things where some some fans are still. I'm not saying all fan bases. There's still that little pocket that's just even even though how long like even like that Pete DeBoer he still hates Pete DeBoer. He's fans. got he's the hard. best it, record basically because he's, he's not getting a point a game. Yeah, exactly. So 
there I saw some some fans blaming Petro for the the goal the the soft goal on Dansk because it was Petro coming back and they were like oh Petro should have defended that better that was <laughs> that, that was on Dansk not Petro. literally Dansk almost put it into his own net like yeah and like, they blamed Petro for that and it, just if Dansk, Dansk wouldn't have hesitated that whole situation never would have happened yeah I I think I think part of the problem with the fan we have a very loud minority right yeah. like we have a very loud that gets riled up by by certain certain accounts out there right and it's not mm-hmm. just not just ken like i'm not trying to, to say that there are accounts out there that are just if it's not flower they hate every aspect about it right like at mm-hmm. some point look flower's not going to be on this team i could not be happier that they didn't trade him could not be happier that he's playing out of his mind i hope he wins a vesna this year that would be absolutely fantastic right at the end of the day the only thing any of us want is for the team to be successful yeah and we will call players that we like Mm -hmm. that they need to sit down we like ryan reeves like he needs to not be in the lineup every game right like when the only thing that he can provide is a nice right hand to curtis gambrell like if he can't do anything broke someone's jaw we have another we have we have an enforcer yeah here's here's the thing though like to, to to follow up with your point is that we criticize players we love but we also love being proven wrong when we criticized flurry last year and told yep. him like hey he's he's playing bad we love i love that he proved us wrong i love that that they should he showed that, that he can still play he's playing out of his mind and i love it it's wild thank to you that, for that, you that, that fans or whatever media or blog whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. can't acknowledge the fact that there's possibly some little connection to the fact that flurry was challenged with another starter coming in mm-hmm. and now he's playing out of his mind. He wants to go and prove everybody wrong. He wants right. to prove Pete DeBoer wrong. He wants to prove McPhee and McCrimmon wrong. Hey, you guys went and got Leonard. Cool. It's going to waste $5 million on your bench. Cause I'm going to play so damn well that you're never going to be able to put him in. And that's what he's doing right now, which is awesome. But now, now you're seeing people wanting to trade Leonard. No, yeah, can't why he's on, nope. why he's injured. It's not going to happen. At all, people. So you need to get over and that. The, and if anything, the dance game proved that you need Leonard. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unless, unless they give Logan Thompson a freaking call up and see how he does. And the people saying that, oh, you're just going to be wasting either $7 million or $5 million on the bench in the playoffs. Like, who cares? And you still you have to have a backup that's competent. So let's mm-hmm. say a, a good backup is $2.5 million. Well, guess what? Then all of a sudden you're only wasting 2.5 million on the bench. Yeah. Like, and, and 2.5 million isn't the same as 5 million. So everybody needs to calm down about that. Yeah. And it was compared yesterday by someone that, you know, Tampa is going to be $9 million over the cap during the playoffs because they get back. Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Kucherov. 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 <laughs> uh, they get him back. Well, hey, that's just a circumstance. They, they're all yeah. cheating the cap if they're. You know, they're playing but, Vegas and then they do it all the time. Be, they're going to be five million dollars under the cap because you're going to have somebody sitting on the bench. And I do not care if we have a goalie sitting on the bench because the moment that someone gets hurt, and yeah, you can't obviously rely on somebody getting hurt and you can say oh, that's automatic. I don't care if somebody sets the bench the entire playoffs. You it's better to have that security. Do you think Colorado would like to have a good backup because they get one of their starters hurt every single mm-hmm. year? Yep. If if um, 
granted, like I hope this doesn't happen. If Vasilevsky gets hurt, what do you what do you think? Their season's over. Do you, do you think McElhaney is going to carry them to the Stanley Cup? Their season is over. I don't yeah. care if they get Kucherov back and they get to be over the cap. And I don't think they circumvented the cap at all. If you're going to circumvent the cap, you're not going to circumvent it with yeah. your actual MVP. You're not going to say, yeah. hey, buddy, we don't need you this regular season. We'll see you in the playoffs. You're never going to do that. It just, unfortunately, he did get injured. So it's, yeah. uh, look, who people are idiots, unfortunately. That's just, uh, we talked about it a couple podcasts ago where it's just, they're so attached to this first year team, which is, I mean, it's four years ago at some, I mean, it's 2017 guys. Like my daughter's four years old and she was born before the golden Knights were ever played a game. Like everybody calm down. Like it's crazy when James Neal went into waivers, man. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I don't even want to check Twitter right now. It's what? <laughs> no, do not. It's people, uh, people still want to trade for Hala, which you know what? Maybe. Yeah, I just don't Hollow get could be say. because of his salary. Maybe he can help our third line. But no, Glass rather... is playing third line center. Yeah, I'd rather have no, Glass. No, well, Hollow could Hollow could play wing. I guess, yeah, if he goes and plays wing. But he's, I, I look. Tuck has become a lot more responsible. Glass is very defensively responsible, mm-hmm. and I'm okay if you move Wah down and you put Hollow in there or somebody like that. Like you can take like, a go try to find a pure scorer to put there, like a Nikita yeah. Gusev. No, no. <laughs> let's not let's not go to the rabbit hole. I don't want to talk about that. That's another hole we no, can go down. Here's the thing about like if you have two very responsible players like Glass and Tuck, you can put a a very offensive minded player on yep. that third spot. Kind of like how that's how Marsha so works with Carlson and Smith, Stone and and Stevenson yeah. with, with Patrick. Even and though Patrick is not a, no, yeah. not a black and, hole. Yeah, he's actually he's not pretty Marcy. good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's Marcy actually Marcy. pretty good, but that's, that's why uh, if if they do want to move some uh, get someone from the AHL right now, I think Quinny. That's why when you said that, like, hey, if you uh, the the lineup, I remember that tweet, Eric, where uh, you wanted to shake up the fourth line, and you said Quinny might bring up, and then you had Quinny in the fourth line. That's why he said, I think Quinny will do really well in that third line with Talking Glass. Uh, just have him go forward. Uh, he's really quick. He's, he has a good shot, and uh, I think he, he uh, I think he'll be do. Uh, I think he does. He he'll do really well with Glass and Tuck. I think so. If if they want to shake up the bottom, I've seconds. been really really disappointed with essentially everybody like Glass, Tuck, and then everybody below them. Yeah. No sick has been obsolete. Reeves has been invisible. Carrier has been invisible. Wah has been invisible. Colasar has not been very good. Like he's flashed. Colasar is probably the best of that group that we talked about. Yeah. But I've been really disappointed with everybody below with below es- glass. Especially Wa. Wa, we had a lot of expectations of Wa, and he really fell flat this season. I think. Um, I remember coming into I, the year there I, were people I, out me there. Personally, I never saw more than a fourth line center. Yeah, I think. I thought. I, I, I could thought see third line. third line was the highest. Yeah. yeah. Bottom bottom six. But there were people. Guy. There were people out there openly talking about they want wah over glass on that third center. And I was like, you guys are out of your fucking mind. Like there's no way. I mean, his ceiling is nowhere close to what Cody glasses is. Did you see that pass? Like that, that goal against Minnesota that, that was set up by glass. That, that was yeah, such backhand. a beautiful, that was a, that goal backhand would never have the tape. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, that was so like, uh, Hey, that was hanging like, uh, Hey, uh, chipped it in to the zone. Yep. Glass won the battle uh, in the zone, backhand, no look backhand to Tuck, right on the tape. 
perfect. That's 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 what glass is capable of. And and I th- like like we told you this is Glass's rookie year, and his performance right now I think is fine for his rookie year. He's he's uh he's getting better every game I think, and I've seen flat like even almost had his goal uh, last game against San Jose. So I, I I really like Glass. A lot of people, some some certain people wanted to bring him down the fourth line for some fucking reason. Why would you do that? Yeah. Might have uh, seen you know, the one game where he got lost. Quite yeah, they, clearly it's a rookie mistake, and I can understand yeah. he, he has one of those one or two those moments here kind of and there. Colesar, you know, he is a rookie, and you know his ceiling isn't mm-hmm. high, but he's still you know give him a little time. He'll yeah, kind of like Coglin, but. Like, we we did mention how Coughlin had that really bad game, but you know you kind of expect that from a rookie. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna write him out like we should trade him or send him down to the AHLs, which some people did suggest. I just thought he needed a break, uh, which yeah. he kind of got against San Jose. Um, but uh, he needs to kind of just like reset a little bit because he is a rookie and he kind of uh, we we need to protect him a little bit, you know. And, and like I said, why? You know, I don't see him more than a fourth line setter. Maybe spot in for the third line every once in a while when, if it's needed. You know, mm-hmm. injury. injury or you know, or somebody's in the penalty box and he needs to fill in for somebody or something. You know, or just a uh, shake up the lines in case you know they need to shake it up when they're just playing like complete crap. And but that's that's all I see. My even when they brought him over, that nobody really thought of him highly when they brought him over from there were Czechos. people that were losing their absolute minds. It was Hall. It was for Hala. Hall. Hall yeah. 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 And it was an it was a like a fifth or fourth round pick plus yeah. plus wall. Now nobody's even talking about that. But there were people all oh, Vegas lost that deal. Like how could you move Hall? All these things. It was so and people talk about they're gonna lose the locker room. <laughs> the team chemistry is gonna suffer for this. Oh. Did you see that tweet by freaking Shang about Dubnik's uh comment about the, the bench? Oh that, my God! Yeah, yes. that's that's beautiful. That's like that's the difference when when, when uh, the Sharks bench doesn't do that well. Vegas bench does. That's that's you know the the players that, are in the game. That team yeah. is searching for a leader because when it when they talked a lot about the Marshy hit and nobody mm-hmm. had to answer for. I mean, that's happened multiple times, mm-hmm. not just against Vegas. That team that 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 team is searching for a leader. Yeah. It is. It, Couture's not, not, not when the they captain. lost Pavelski, yeah, even, though was, even though Pavelski was leaving, no matter what, basically from what we've been told and what we read, I you know that's that. that's the big hole that they are. They, you and know. you and you compare that with the Alex Stuck comment when uh, Kane, did, I forgot who Kane hit. I think it was Wah, right or Glass, uh, where and he hit Tuck, somebody late. Yeah, yeah, and then and Tuck came out. We talked about this earlier in the podcast. We're talking about like he better watch his back, blah blah blah. This team has each other's backs, you know. Yeah. When Tuck got got the boarded uh, the last game, uh, fucking Reeves came out and made him answer for it. Uh, you know what I mean? Curtis Gabriel on the third yeah, G- Curtis yeah. Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second fight in the year. The camaraderie of this uh, team is is strong, and a lot of people when when we traded especially when we traded schmidt a lot of people oh they're especially those rumors come out that they lost the locker room blah 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 that's it it kind of shows you how bullshit that was really well yeah that's what's what's funny about the the two that we just talked about right so schmidt was a fun he Mm -hmm. lightened the locker room but i don't i mean look he's absolutely a loss in the locker room he's definitely not a loss on the ice sorry but howla 
Howla is one of the least popular players in any locker room. Like, yeah. unfortunately, why, yeah, that's the the rumors has it. Like, that's, he's on his fourth team. Yeah, the rumors has it. That's why Minnesota wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, because so, yeah. it was is a locker room thing. Minnesota, and, Vegas, uh, Carolina, yeah, Carolina, and Florida, on him pretty quickly. Carolina, the, Florida, and now naturally he's on his fifth team. Yeah, and the thing about uh, that too, the, about the leadership stuff. When our captain was out of the lineup. There were still leaders that uh, pick, picked it up. You know, you had you still had the Pachoretis, you still have the the Carl, the, the Smiths, the Marshalls, the Pietrangelos, who brought the energy up and really led that team to really just shut out the Sharks. You know, because yeah, yeah it, it, the 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 whole losing the locker room thing because we traded for a a former fucking captain was total bullshit, man. It's it was it was ridiculous. Like it. And absolutely, Stone is the perfect captain for this team right now. He he's not a big in your face guy, like as far as like yelling or rah rah. But I mean, look how happy he is every time he gets an assist. He, he looks like he's happier when when Stevenson scores than when yeah. he scores himself. Like he wants yeah. Stevenson. Like look how he and, celebrated after that overtime game at home yeah. in front of the fans. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, that was that was one of the best celebrations, man. I had to, I had to gift that. And, and continue, continuing with that Mark Stone wanting everybody to succeed thing, the the continuation of that Sheng Peng uh, tweet too is saying that the Knights Golden Knights bench celebrate every block shot, every yep. every yep. steal. They 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 cheer when they're when 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 their teammates have success, not just their own. And I I love that. It looks the teams pulling in the same direction. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, hey, maybe not just losing Pavelski, but maybe losing DeBoer was their problem too. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. It was 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 it like this when uh, Turk was here? Could be. I think. I think it was. Maybe. I think it's tough just to, not tough to say because there's there's yeah. now you're playing on a in empty arena, so you can hear hear yeah. that yeah. a lot more. But um, Gary Lawless continues to just absolutely, and it's it's funny because look, I get that Gary Lawless is a is a employee of the team, so he's going to have the same message put out there that you want. So you kind of have to take a little bit of it with a grain of salt. But the entire couple weeks, the last couple weeks has been shitting on Turk and really trying to pump DeBoer. Now, look, you don't have to. DeBoer has the best winning percentage since he yeah. became the Golden Knights head coach. Like he's, he's doing enough on his own. But it's really funny how much San Jose is getting shit for firing DeBoer, right? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't DeBoer, clearly. And there was a lot of talk that Vegas probably doesn't make that move if DeBoer doesn't come available. They didn't yeah. want Laviolette. They didn't want... Uh, Babcock or any of those. As soon as DeBoer became available, all right, doesn't matter. Get him out. So, I mean, keep in mind, in a matter of a week, Turk was the Pacific Division head coach for the All-Star team, meaning they had the best winning percentage in the league at that time, or in the Pacific Division. He was fired a week later. It was such a mirage, I remember that, because the Knights weren't playing well uh, leading up to that uh, firing. I thought they were winning games, that they shouldn't have, uh, and then uh, they lost uh, to Buffalo. No, they were extremely streaky before that. Yeah, they were extremely. They were very inconsistent, and then once they once Pete took over, Vegas just took off. They won like I think they lost like two games the whole time. I, I want to say it was something like eight and two or eight two yeah. and one or something like that. It was it was a very good record before the shutdown. Keep in mind, I mean, look, he had the eight game road trip, but it started with like. Ottawa. His first game was Ottawa. So it was like, and then they lost to Boston. I remember, 
Yep. Uh, which, you know, Boston. Boston, <laughs> so, Boston, yeah, Boston best record in the league at the time. So. I want to say yeah. they went and beat Tampa Bay too then. Yeah, we, we yeah, yep. uh, Vegas swept Tampa Bay that uh, because they played them in Tampa and then played them in Ve- I remember there was a stretch where we had to play Tampa and then Washington and then Pittsburgh and yep. then like it, it is a really tough stretch that everybody was like, if you get two wins out of this stretch, it's good. And then we swept, we swept those uh, five games or something like that. Uh, I can't remember because that was like it felt like a decade ago. That was before COVID. <laughs> on a on a small little side note about that, I genuinely miss that about the scheduling, right? Like, I don't. When you're only playing seven other teams, there is never a road trip that I'm like, oh god, if we could only just go win two of these, it'd be cool. Like, this team just should, is so much better than everybody else in the West or the Pacific, whatever you want to. To whereas before, like you like you said, hey, they go play Washington, Pittsburgh. Toronto, Tampa, whatever it is, Boston, you're like, oh, God, this could be a tough stretch. There's no tough stretches in the, in the yeah. West right now. There's just not. The only tough stretch uh, for us was the four-game stretch against Colorado. <laughs> the rest of the season is like, okay, we play Colorado twice. Not really a stretch, quote-unquote. Yeah. Maybe maybe this four-game stretch coming up uh, on the road against Minnesota and St. Louis, that could be counted as a tough stretch yeah. because uh, all these those are pretty games. too. Yeah, but the, I think that's schedule. Yeah, that's the toughest it can get, to be honest with you. Because other than that, we're gonna play what fucking San Jose twice and then LA twice, Anaheim, <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Your your toughest stretch is if you had to somehow play really St. Louis and Colorado back to back and two little two game stretches. I don't I'd, think we I'd, have to do that. So I'd put I'd, Minnesota. Up yeah, there, I'd put Minnesota in that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think. Minnesota's I think they're very like after watching them for two games live they, I think they are they're a good team they're not as good as Vegas but I think they're a good team yeah uh maybe a couple things to watch out for even though we're not we're less concerned about Stone after that last game mm-hmm. after Petro. he took a putt but Petro mm-hmm. took a pretty good uh hit or you know it's... and then you know Especially... he's the said he was more concerned about Petro than he was Stone and they just there was a quote out there saying that they kept Stone out on purpose because the lead was already free nothing and they weren't yeah, worried about it. Was it. Petros was, it was right flurry. at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I expect I expect the Stone to play next game, but I don't know about Petro. Uh, there's no news today because I think they're off. It's a travel day. Travel day. Which yeah, yeah and I think they do need this day off too because the schedule's really uh, cramped yeah. in by now. How and, about so, that? Uh, that video you sent us earlier with some colorful language in it though too in that play yeah 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 uh, it's it was it, i don't know who he was but it was uh it was directed to leblanc because he uh petro got hit uh by a shot he blocked the shot and he got he he got stung and then LeBlanc, like and then he went to battle on the boards and then leblanc kind of slashed him a little bit and yeah. someone called him uh a bad name for doing that. So. A bad name. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear a goofy little scheduling quirk? Mm-hmm. All three, the next three series against Minnesota and St. Louis are all back-to-back. So you play Minnesota, St. Louis, Minnesota, St. Louis, Minnesota. All three series are the same that exact. Makes, but no, some are, some are home and road, so it's, it's uh, not because of the travel. Oh, okay, never mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. this one's the only one because of the travel. Mm. So you play Minnesota, at Minnesota, at St. Louis, and the next time you uh, play the two-game series. It's home versus Minnesota, then at St. Louis. And then the last one in uh, the month of May is at Minnesota, then you close out the uh, home versus St. Louis. Yeah. Just a funny little court that you're playing those four 
four teams. So yeah, those are our biggest travel too, because everybody else is pretty close to Vegas. Like Colorado is like really not that far, yeah. uh, but Minnesota and St. Louis is yeah. halfway across the country. So anything, uh, anything to wrap before we go to our commercial break? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, not not too many things to worry about right now. Vegas leading the league in points percentage. Uh, Riley Smith scoring again. Alex Tuck's on fire. Stone is just being rock solid. <laughs> uh, Flurry's just, you know, playing out of his mind. And, you know, you we're really hopefully you can push him for Vesna, but, you know, him and Bole- uh, Matt, Vasilevsky. or not Matt, Andre Valeski. Uh, yeah, they're they're head to head. They're neck to neck right now for them. Their, their stats are pretty much the same. The only thing that you know, Vasilevsky uh, has uh, played three more games. So Sorry, I, I, think, I, 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 I think Vasilevsky wins it if if everything stays the same moving forward. Because Flurry's going to play less games than Vasilevsky. He is because at some yep. point Leonard's going to come back. I don't know fucking know when. Like awesome that he was he was driving to a fucking game to play the game, left. And they said, okay, it's it's day to day, and that was a fucking month ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I think uh, I I think it's a concussion, right? Because they're talking about symptoms and stuff. But if it's a concussion, like, wouldn't have they have known that before? And the only thing that happened in well, the game was well, the, it hit him in the it, collarbone or shoulder. It, I don't know. We don't because we don't know when he got hurt. Because I think what could like sometimes concussions the the symptoms uh, show up late. Maybe uh, he was driving to the to the. Uh, to the practice rink. the rink and then then he started feeling the 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 symptoms and they had him checked out if, he, if they if they if he was feeling the symptoms would they throw him in a car and drive his ass back home or would they take him home i, mean, I just think it's home. it's i know and i don't think they took him home he left on his own so it's it's just such a weird deal and mm-hmm. th- it's the one thing consistently since the team has been here I, I dislike about it, and I get HIPAA and all the shit, and I understand that. But just say what it is, right? Like, I think this is an NHL thing, though, right? Like, it is what, because they don't have to. They don't have. There's to. a lot of teams out there that actually put out some information. Yeah, and it's not just it's, the, 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 the NHL doesn't mandate it yet. So, look, Vegas is playing yeah. within the rules. At some point, with with betting becoming more popular in the NHL, they're going to mandate that you have to say what it is, which is which will be good, right? Just full transparency. That's 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 what it is. So. All right. Anything? Uh, anything else before we uh, go to commercial break? Mm, no, I'm I'm good. Let's. You know, we haven't figured out our sponsor today yet, though. Uh, Sharks fans, tears. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. I mean, there, we have buckets full of them. We could make an ocean, put some sharks in there. All right, well, let's <laughs> they go. Are, they break. are salty. All mm. right, commercial break, and we'll be back on the other side. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show the Windy City Benners Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back. Now it's uh, unfortunately, hey, we just played the Sharks. We can't even do the five minute major anymore. So we are <laughs> just... around the NHL. 
Uh, kind of wanna. There's a couple, a couple good things to, to talk about. Uh, first, fun. we'll uh, the Flames. So we've had in the NHL, we've had two coach firings. They've mm-hmm. both been in the Scotia North Division, which is kind of surprising. The the Jeff Ward thing is really goofy to me because he was an interim coach last year, and they could have just not brought him back. They didn't have to give him a three year contract just to fire him this year, so it made no sense. So. Uh, the I think the Scotia divisions the pressure of the Scotia division because since it's an all Canada division yeah, I feel like it has something to do with the firings man because uh, they're trying to beat other Canada te- Canadian teams and it's getting all the media up there and we all know that the the Canadian media covering hockey is bigger than the United States and the, the pressure and they're all sick of hearing about Toronto yeah oh god. Can we stop I'm sick of hearing about Toronto. <laughs> I, I will laugh my ass off when they don't even make it to the semifinals. When they get yeah, they lose in the first round. They don't win. No, they won't lose in the first round. No, uh, no, no. I, no. I would la- I would laugh if they do because uh, it could that's be Montreal because Montreal is probably. I mean, it's going to be Montreal or, or Calgary. Look, yeah. Ottawa's not making the playoffs and Vancouver's not making the playoffs, so it's going to come down to Montreal or or Calgary for that fourth playoff. Spot. Or Connor Hellebuck getting getting hot and taking Winnipeg. Oh, well, he, they're not going to be. No, they're, they're going to be the second. Yeah, they're, they're gonna Winnipeg's gonna in there. Player. Winnipeg and, and, uh, and Edmonton. No, I'm talking to the semifinals when the oh, final correct. four. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it would be hilarious if it's Toronto versus Montreal and Montreal beats them. Like, I would just... Dude, I would laugh. I would laugh so hard. Like, if they can't, they can't even win in the first round. In the in this format, that would be the most Toronto thing to happen. Yeah, but, Canada you know, has a one in four chance of being in in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. or I guess one in two chance really of being in the Stanley Cup Finals, and they're not even going to get there. I, I look, everybody wants to to say whatever they want about the, the North Division. They're not playing defense up there. At some point, just no. go play Boston or Tampa Bay or Vegas or um, Colorado. Colorado or who's in the uh, well I guess it could be Carolina or Tampa Bay or Boston or yeah. any of those other ones in those divisions like if they have to play any of those teams I don't think anybody from the north I think the north is the, the fourth best team that's our fourth best division that's just my opinion I think uh, yeah so here, here's the thing here's the thing about why Toronto's really dominated because if you look at the divisions uh, if you look at elite teams or like above average teams in the Scotia division you have Toronto and everybody else in the East, you have like Boston and uh, Washington. Now, Islanders are leading the division now. Yeah, and Islanders, you know, they're they're very good teams. They, they beat just, each other. They up. just curb stomp Buffalo yeah. for a three game series. Poor Buffalo. Like yeah. at some point, be- Ralph Cougar is getting fired. I don't know when. Yeah, they beat each other up in the in the in the uh, in the Discover Division. Disco. Disco. You have Tampa. Yeah, you have you have Tampa Bay. You have Florida. You have uh, Carolina. Chicago's Chicago played, played well. Good. Yeah, Chicago's played well. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them. They, they are the fourth best team there. It's just because the other four are just really that bad. Yeah, Chicago's there by default. And if you if you look at the uh, the Hans, you have Vegas, St. Louis, and Colorado. They have, they have Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, but yeah, I'm talking about elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good teams. That's what. That's why if Toronto's running away with that division because they don't have a comp. They don't have a rival in there. That really kind of pushes them, you know. That's to the top. That's why they're. That's why they're there. 
But well, I don't know how we start talking about this. Is what happens. We start talking about Toronto when we talk. About, when yeah, we, I was going to say, bring it back to Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> back, bring it back to Calgary. You know, they bring back somebody from their past who mm-hmm. actually took them to the Stanley Cup final and lost to Tampa in 2004. And Daryl Sutter, who's also, he is a Stanley Cup winning coach as well, too. He took the Kings to two cups. So he has that pedigree there. So we'll see what he can do with Calgary, but. Just those, uh, those, those like team. Johnny Goudreau's and Sean Monahan's, like I feel feel so sorry for those fuckers because those he is gonna he doesn't care give two shits who you are or what you do if you don't play your ass off you are not playing on his team he is an absolute throwback I think he's a terrible coach for that team right now I think it's gonna and, be me on loose shit he already uh, was quoted about that too he's like he's like guys you better bring your work hat here because you're gonna I was gonna gonna say, your ass or off. it could it could really whip them to shape though. That could that could happen also. We don't know how they respond to them. Well, I mean, they already had Bill Peters who beat the shit out of players, so I don't think they responded very well to him. <laughs> well, so. well, that's a little too extreme. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, Carly, you want to take the next one? Yeah, uh, Nathan McKinnon did not play uh, in Friday's game after a hit by uh, Cody Glass's former linemate, uh, Joachim Bleshfield. Um, in, in Portland? Portland, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a shitty hit, too. Yeah. yeah. Needless, get those hits out of the league. Like, uh, I don't care about a two-game suspension. Like, that hit should never happen. We'll talk about a, a worse hit later in the fourth point. That hit just doesn't need to happen, right? There's no yeah, reason. And the people who are defending it saying it's like, no, the initial point of the contact was the chest. But yeah, the initial point of contact may have been the chest. He still drove through, hit his chin, and his head snapped back. And he's going off the fucking ice. And Nathan McKinnon's actually playing the fucking game. This kid's mm-hmm. going off the ice. Get off the I hate that hit. Like, yeah. to me, uh, fighting doesn't bother me. I'm not one of the, the new fans. It's like, oh, I'll get fighting out of like. Fight all you want. I don't care because there's two people sitting there going, "Hey, okay." It's I'll consensual. Fight. Yes. Yep. The the blindside hits, the 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 just running around crazy trying to hit somebody for no goddamn reason, just because to to whatever. Like I hate open ice hits, like those, like separating them from the puck, like this. That's how people get injured, and it makes the game worse, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah and I haven't heard anything because I know Colorado's playing today, but I haven't heard anything about him coming back yet today. Yeah, you're talking about one of, the, one of the top five players in the league, and I couldn't even – honestly, you put me in a room, the dude's wearing his fucking jersey and said, okay, go pick out Joke in Blackfield for me. Couldn't do it. I have no idea who this fucking guy is. Yeah, Carla, no, thank you for I can, I can Eric, actually, I actually can because I've, I've watched a few of his – Eric, remind us, how many goals did McKinnon have his rookie year? Uh, more than fucking Cody Glass. He had 29. <laughs> 29. I it was 30. 29 is No, it was 29. Yeah, 29 is jersey number. I thought it was 30. I could have sworn you said 30 last week or the last couple of times we said this. Shit, it might have been 32 then. Speaking, speaking of uh, goal scoring, though, uh, Bushfeld is actually a goal scorer. That's why uh, he was Cody Glass's. That's why Cody Glass racked up all those assists. Or or is it the other way around? Bushfeld racked up all those goals because of Cody Glass. It's actually more that. It's more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> 24. It was 24. It was 63 points. It was 24 goals, 29 goals. Assists. Okay. 24 yeah, I was going to say 29, so, I thought was his number. He had a really bad rookie year, guys. I mean, he only fucking had 63 points in 82 games as a fucking 19-year-old. God, he, that's the I, reason why he signed such a fucking team-friendly deal, because he sucks so much. I think Dorofeyev's going to be the next Nathan McKinnon. I think you're out of your fucking mind. 
I think Nathan McKinnon is a generational type player. Like he is, he is not Connor McDavid, but he's the closest thing. And I mean, look, maybe not generational because that is look, it's it's tough. I think think Connor is a top tier elite player. Correct. I think Connor McDavid is a franchise player. He is a franchise player. Austin Matthews is a franchise player. None of neither of them are Connor McDavid. Now Connor McDavid at some point needs to fucking win, and he might have to leave Edmonton to do it. He's but. like, he's like the uh, Dan Marino right now. Uh, yeah. Or Mike Trout. Actually, a better a better uh, comparison. Nobody watches baseball, so don't even bring Mike Trout. I, as uh, a, Barry Sanders. As a uh, as a as an Angel fan, he's did very he? wise. No. Oh. Closest Barry did, ever he, got to a Super Bowl was losing. He also in the retired. Super Bowl. Really. <laughs> he did but also he, retire. Really the early. closest he ever got to a Super Bowl was the NFC Championship game in '91. Yeah. Where Washington it, was actually the dominant team. De- back then. De- Detroit Lions never made the Super Bowl ever. Never. Nope. Closest they got uh, to the uh, conference championship game in '91. They did win championships in the '50s, but yeah, that was the '50s. Yeah, the '50s. So, all right, uh, next one. Uh, unfortunately, some bad news here. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's father, Walter, passed away at 82, and Mark Pavlich died at 63. He was on the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's father will go to him first he he's probably one of the, the leading guys now as to why people have their own people have their own backyard rinks because he built one for his two sons uh, and they played it on all the time he specifically made made it so and also something I heard about earlier today that while Wayne was watching games Walter would have Wayne track exactly how the puck would bounce out of corners and so he would that's how Wayne got his vision that's how Wayne got his anticipation seeing uh, pucks bounce off the corners off the boards and seeing which direction to go so Wayne always knew where to go whenever a puck was going somewhere is when he was chasing after it as well too so and, uh, he was he even himself even though he never played in the NHL he was an icon I love the stories coming out right now that are about how he would sit around and and sign autographs till everybody left where he would just talk to anybody. Like he is the quintessential hockey dad. Like as Wayne said in the eulogy, right? If, if more people were like him, we'd be much better off. Right. It's just, he was as genuine as you could be. And that is really, really cool. Big loss. 82 had a fantastic life could have used his celebrity for so much for anything he wanted. And he didn't, Oh, he, he just was so wanted humble. to be, yeah, that's to me. That is really, really cool. Really, really tough, tough loss for for Wayne. He's been sick for a while, unfortunately. So everybody, unfortunately, knew this was coming. But just such a life, right? Like to and just such a cool guy. Like you hear interviews, you, his books, his storytelling. Really, really cool. So big loss for the uh, hockey community. And Mark Pavlich, like you said, member of the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. I remember when they brought them out to Vegas, you know, uh, last season. That was that was such a cool event. That was yeah, that was in February, I think, twenty second. Yeah, that was that was late, right before the shutdown. Because I was going back looking through pictures. I'm like, wait a minute, this was right before the shutdown. Because I remember seeing my my mentor teacher that uh, there that night because he had season tickets too, but he rarely ever went because of you know his health as well too, and. And it was thinking back on that because he unfortunately passed away a few months ago as well, too. So 
a lot of emotions out of that one for me. It was the the Mark Pavlich is tough because he died in a treatment home. So he was he was trying to get treatment. Sixty three. I mean, I don't know what demons he was dealing with, but that's that's tough. So really sad. I mean, you think nineteen eighty, right? These were kids back then. I'm I'm born eighty three, so I, I think of myself like, okay, somebody twenty years older than me dying, like that's really really sad. So yeah, literally twenty one years older than me, and he those those were college kids. It wasn't yeah. back then. It wasn't pros. Correct. Playing in the well, except for you know, Russia, the Soviet Russia, Union. Russia, but yeah. that's why it was such a big deal. That's why it yep. was the miracle on ice. That was that's why it was such a big yep. deal. Yeah, bunch so. of college kids coming together. Yep, really tough. So, uh, last one to kind of wrap up our week. Uh, Tom Wilson had gone. I don't know, almost two solid years of being a October a decent, 2018. Yeah, so so being not a complete shit brick, right? Um, and then he just has a terrible hit, an absolute terrible hit on Carlo. Um, Which was never called a penalty. It really hurt, guys. Ow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the other thing is, is at some point the league needs to step in and figure this out, right? Um, but no penalty called, but he absolutely just boards the shit out of Brandon Carlo. Concussion, clearly he's out. He didn't play today or isn't playing in the, today's game. And immediately all the bad stuff from Wilson that he's done in his career comes out and he gets seven games. I don't know where I stand on it. Part of seven. the reason why they gave him seven games because it had been so long since his other suspension. And what I read last night is if it had been the same type of hit or the same type of infraction that he did last time when he got his 20-game suspension, then they could have suspended him longer. But according to the – the agreement between the union and the league, it has to be the same type of hit. If, since this was a different type of hit, that's another reason why the suspension and, was lower. And it's also, uh, I think, uh, has to do with the season being shorter, where seven games is actually yeah, seven is like ten. Yeah, yeah. Seven is like 10. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what is, is Tom Wilson just going to look at all his previous infractions and what kind of hits like, okay, I haven't done this hit yet. I want to do this next. Just do it. Like go around that rule. I, I think it's a stupid he, rule. Uh, That's got a stupid rule. It is a really stupid rule. I think if he has a really bad one, he'll be out for a while. Yeah. Uh, this I was a really bad for... one. I... No, I, th- I what think. What does it I take? Mean... Yeah, you're right. I don't know. So but, don't like know. I was saying, it depends on the type of infraction. Uh, because this was a different type of infraction. This was called boarding, or they called it boarding after because they never even called the penalty on the ice. Yeah, they, it wasn't. Yeah, because it was, it wasn't boarding because he was he didn't fit, uh, he didn't hit him at the back. He hit him straight up, mm-hmm. left his feet, fucking targeted the head, reached his arm up a little reached bit, reached his arm up. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, it, it, it was such a horrible hit, and it's, then that's so unfortunate that, that you know, but only you stuck know, within our divisions because. Right after that, last time he got suspended, Vegas played Washington, and Reeves knocked Wilson out pretty much. And then he kind of laid low for a while. Yeah, and it's it's this this hit wouldn't have been uh, probably called or uh, be spent if Brandon Carlo wasn't hurt. Which which is really dumb. Like yeah. get this hit out of there, um, and, and just and, and I hate the the pre, uh, prerequisite of a suspension is the other player got hurt. You know yes. what I mean? You you, do, you don't wait for the for the tragedy to happen for like yeah. Department of, of being is all goofy. Yeah, 
Same thing yeah. with, with uh, we, we didn't even touch on it, but Alex Ovechkin takes his stick and jabs it into some dude's nuts. Oh, he's five thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, oh my goodness. Like, like we can, if, we can, we can end it on that. But yeah, they, if, they need to figure all that out. If Elon Musk uh, wants to kick someone in the balls for just five thousand dollars, probably like, all right, okay, cool. We'll do it. Everybody in the world. <laughs> Crazy. So, I don't know. Oh, that's man. uh. That's it for this week. So we will uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. We got four games on tap um, against teams that are in playoff spots. So this should be a really fun week going to Minnesota and then St. Louis. So anything to, to wrap us on, Dave or Carlo? Uh, nothing for me. No, I, I think we're out of cheers for a little while. So till we play San Jose again. So we're pretty good. All right, we'll get mm, tomorrow. No, right, San Jose's we'll... been really bland, man. It's... It's, it's, it's not like, a ride. It's, be, it's like it's like beating up a kindergartner. Uh, <laughs> right, well, like I said, uh, it's we'll more between the fans than it is. <laughs> All right, bye. Fuck Tom Wilson. Out.